they're innovators, they're rebels, they're my best friends, my partner, they're freedom flies. And I think that's who it's initially attracted. And what I love is we've got this opportunity of everyone to be part of that as well. And I think that's what you're making so accessible. It is going this way and it's simply how it's going to play out. And what an amazing opportunity in history in this moment to be part of that conversation. Welcome back to the Untapped podcast where we are expanding into the conscious wealth creation season and we've been really looking at vehicles for wealth, why this conversation of investing matters and I met these two beautiful women, Jess and Emily, through a friend of mine actually who came to visit us here in Tulum and we were jamming on all things investing, crypto and all of these conversations as you do with those beautiful relationships. And she's like, you actually need to check out the crypto. And for me, I had been learning from my partner, Delaney, getting osmosis of the passion of crypto through him. And I started my investment like my portfolio and I was researching, I was watching YouTube videos. I went to some crypto clubs here in Tulum. And for me, nothing fully connected in a way that felt right. I understood it intellectually, but I didn't feel the heart and I definitely didn't feel like that real passion I was seeing other people in the space. So when my friend was here in Tulum and she said to check out your work, Jess and Emily, and I jumped on the website and I joined your crypto community. And from the first three videos, I felt the heart of cryptocurrency or the conversation of the possibility of what's happening right now with Web3 and crypto and blockchain, all of it within the first three videos. And I felt home in this environment and in this conversation. My partner Delaney was like, yes, it finally clicked. And so for me, it was so important and such a beautiful opportunity to bring both of you onto the podcast and share that access primarily most of our community as women. And not that that matters, but I think you are bringing a really accessible and more heart-driven conversation to the cryptocurrency space. So really excited to be able to bring you on and share. So thank you both for joining us today. One thing on that, which is we hear that often. What you said is my boyfriend was so happy that they found the crypto because your boyfriend's best kept secret to get you into crypto. You know what I mean? It's true. Jess and I did go kind of looking at our audience and we realized like majority of them had a partner who was so enthusiastic about it. And they were kind of like, what is this? And my favorite was when I played out loud in the Bitcoin astrology chart. And he was like, oh my gosh, this is off the chain. And so different from what I had been learning. Yeah, this is, this is the vibe. It's all landing now. It is magical. And I think grateful just to have that different lens on a space because it's a new space. And I think we're seeing all these different ways it's being delivered and the conversations and it is about accessibility and you're being a bridge to ensure that we're bringing people on the journey. So I know you're both deep in the world of Web3 and crypto now and running your own companies and things. And I'd love you each to just share a little bit of context about when you got into it and how you got into it. And I guess what you're up to at the moment in the space. So Emily and I have very similar stories to most women who start off in crypto. I had a man in my life who could not shut up about Bitcoin and he was ranting and raving. And I was like, what the heck is this? I have no idea. I don't get it. And he physically showed me his Coinbase account and how much money he'd made in the last several months. And I was just like, let me just try it. Let me throw some money at it. So set up account, threw some money at Bitcoin, and it was at a stage in Bitcoin that was very volatile and on the up very quickly. So I managed to make a lot of gains really quick, and I never looked back. 
And when was that? 2017. Acknowledging you for just jumping in as well and being like, I want to be part of this conversation. I still had no idea what it was. (laughs) At that point, I just saw the investment potential. And then from there, I decided wow, I should probably understand what the hell I'm investing in. So that's kind of what started me on the journey. And Jess and I actually met in Costa Rica, which is where I live at a like conscious retreat, like for women. We were talking about crypto stuff around the lunch table and realized how many women, these smart, kick-ass, spiritual bending, entrepreneurial women were like, what is this thing? And we're like, you guys, this is your stuff. This is innovation. This is the future. This is where we're going. All of your companies are going to interact with this technology in the next 10 years. And it was just like such an eye-opening thing for us. And I have a very similar story to Jess. I had not one, but two men in my life who were obsessed with it. So got involved a couple of years ago buying Bitcoin. Similar to Jess, wasn't really interested in it. And then a little over a year ago, went to a conference in Miami where it was Bitcoin week in Miami. And I worked in the tech space all pretty much up until then and realized how male, and this is Bitcoin, specifically the culture. It's very different in other pockets of the space, but it was so bro It was finance bro meets tech bro meets promoter bro. And I was like, this is awful. And so I was just really motivated to do something about it. And so now Jess and I run the crypto. I also run a crypto marketing agency. So like people who are in Web3 launching and then also participate in a number of DAOs, which is a Web3 organization. Her and I both have different angles to our story, but they kind of started the same (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? So funny that so many of our journeys started with those men and giving us nexus and that us kind of taking it our own way. That's funny. It's also part of why a huge thing in our training, one of the assessment, how do you understand the energies of each of the coins is we turn them into dating profiles. Just like if you were going to research a man, you'd research a coin or, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum or whatever it is. And we turn them into men. So it's like this kind of theme throughout everything we're doing where it's like, we just lean into the fact that this is how we know a lot of women get here and there's no shame in that and let's have fun. Yeah, and I think it's so beautiful because for me, that's what I see is this opportunity. We have had a power dynamic imbalance for a long time in the financial world. This is actually an opportunity right now to do it in a new way and to give this accessibility because we know we operate from different paradigms. And I'd love to just set the scene a little bit because I know a lot of our listeners, it's very new, this conversation. And for a lot of people, the jargon can get a lot and make it really inaccessible and it totally did for me I was like so many ETH, Cardano, Web3, Blockchain, just all these words it was like oh my gosh what even is this and I think some people love it so I'd love if we could just set the scene a little bit around what actually are some of those critical things you would need to know when we talk about Web3 what does that actually mean? So the first thing I'll just say as a primer is that the education rabbit hole is deep so Number one, if you're going to a meetup or you hear your boyfriend talk about it or friend or another girlfriend, know that it's a slide you go down. And if you're at the top of the slide and it looks like a lot, you're kind of scared. But once you do it, you just keep going. It's addicting and it's fun. So that's what you're seeing from other people. But I was someone who needed a push down the slide. So let's talk about what Web3 is. Web3 is basically the upgraded internet. So everything we're on now, we're talking on Zoom. This is going to go up on Spotify. We're on Instagram. This is all web two. Now, what the hell does that mean? That basically means it comes down to the code, the literal technology infrastructure that this is built on top of. And that infrastructure has certain rules. So like, you know, when you go to a Catholic school, it's different rules than if you go to a public school. 
It's just different. Web two is Catholic school and then web three is public school. Web two just has rules, rules around who gets to determine what you wear, what you eat. It's more people at the top, priests or whatever runs Catholic school are kind of deciding based off of this kind of old school idea. This is how we're going to show up and this is how we're going to learn. Web three is different in public school. You go, there's a gym class at noon and no one shows up and people are wearing purple hair. They're just coming as they are. And that's the whole ethos of it. And so the biggest thing to know is that at its core, this is technological innovation, meaning that the way the school is built, so that code base that's on web two is different on web three. And so developers are having to learn how to rewrite that code so that it acts in a more public and accessible way. And so bring in mind that public school kind of situation, there are three kind of general things that have to happen to make it public school versus Catholic school. Okay. So the first is that it has to be transparent which means that right now you don't necessarily see everything that happens on the internet. If you, you know, look at your bank statements or you see, let's say all three of us here on this chat, we're exchanging things back and forth. Let's call them like we're doing shoe exchange. Like we're going to change swap shoes. You don't see that tracked on web two. We could just do it right on web three. Transparent means that every time that Jess and I trade shoes back and forth, everyone can see it. That's the transparent bit. The second is that it has to be decentralized. So that means there's no middleman. There's no person at the top who says this is exactly what that means. And I'm going to give a more concrete example to the second. And the third one is that it's digital. Those are the requirements to be public school. So every single piece of technology could eventually be upgraded to be from Catholic school to public school. And the reality is the way that we're moving as more of a society and a culture is more towards that public school mentality. Of we kind of want to be more free. We want to not have the same regulatory space as we had before in some of these things, this sort of top-down infrastructure and work doesn't really work. So like we're kind of as a culture, as a world, thinking more that way. And this technology evolves. That's kind of the gist. Just think about web two is the internet today. And then web three is essentially a new form internet with the same technology that crypto is built on top of. When we think about the technology that crypto is built on, it's called blockchain technology. And blockchain technology uses what's called a digital ledger. And the digital ledger is what creates the transparency within the blockchain technology. So every single transaction on the blockchain is stored in this digital ledger. And we like to use the analogy of a Google Doc, an anonymous Google Doc. So if all three of us are editing this Google Doc and doing transactions on this Google Doc, you don't necessarily know that it's me doing this transaction or typing out on this Google Doc, but you see the little anonymous squirrel or alligator and that ledger can be seen by everybody that's on the blockchain, the entire world. So that's what keeps us transparent. And that has huge implications on how just about everything functions in our lives. So let's take a really basic example of banks. We're no longer in a centralized system where someone at the top determines these are the regulations and these are the rules and this is how you're supposed to do it and this is your interest rate and blah, blah. We're in a new world where it's public school and you can do whatever you want, basically. So if you're a bank... Now, all of a sudden, there's a new technology that's completely eliminating your main source of income. Okay, wow. Think about absolutely everything that our banking system is built on top of. Now, let's think about social and digital media just to kind of be completely opposite. There's a central body, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that's kind of determining how the platform works. Who's saying, this is what works, this is what doesn't, these are the rules, these are not the rules. With a Web3 social media platform, you don't have any of that. People are just coming on and kind of self-organizing and self-acting. So 
it creates a potential for so many systems to be evolved. Legal systems are another one where you have someone kind of determining this is what it looks like. These are the rules and regulations completely transform that. So I don't want to get too in the weeds and there's obviously a lot of details there, but almost every single industry across the board has the opportunity to be completely upgraded and overhauled because of the infrastructure and the technology. So if you think about how widespread Web 2 technology is, Web 3 is the same exact thing, except it's faster, it's more intense, and it's built on our financial system, which means that everything around us is going to be impacted, every piece of commerce, no matter if we like it or not, some way, shape or form, most likely. And I think what I love is for both of you, because you're so deep in the space. For new people, I think we're seeing, oh, it's like this coin and there's been so much rhetoric. Oh, you know, it'll crash and all of these things, but it's like actually missing the entire conversation of this is the future. (laughs) It's like the world is going this way. How it's going to eventuate is still up in the air a little bit, right? And, And how it plays out, but it is going this way. And it's simply if you want to be part of it or not. And for me, even looking at friends who have been deep in this space initially, they're innovators, they're rebels, they're my best friends, my partner, they're freedom fighters. And I think that's who it's initially attracted and what I love is that we've got this opportunity of everyone to be part of that as well and I think that's what you're making so accessible it is going this way and it's simply how it's going to play out and what an amazing opportunity in history in this moment to be part of that conversation of how it's done and what eventuates from here. So I love both of you just solid this, you know, because even I remember when I first went to my financial advisor and I was like, you know, I'm not going to do my share deposits for a little bit. I'm going to focus into a little bit of cryptocurrency. And they looked at me like I was sideways. They were like, oh, okay. And I think I got so disheartened. And I think that's happening for a lot of people still. We're getting this courage up and then people were like, oh, it's all a scam. It's already hit its highs. So many of those elements and it's like, it's not even getting started, right? (laughs) I'll just debug those really quickly because I think it's important and some historical context too. Number one, we're just getting started because remember, this is a piece of technology, not just a coin, right? So yeah, maybe Bitcoin is maybe going to only go up a little bit more. I mean, I don't know. It's all speculation, really. So like we get into that if we wanted, but it's not about that. That is one part of the initial technology. It's like the first email, you know? Okay, great. That first email might be fully almost developedly code, but what about the whole rest of the internet? And so, so much of the speculation is because people are kind of focused here in the here, meaning like the money space. Let's just think critically for a minute. Not that we aren't, you know, we're all super wicked smart here. Why would your banks and your financial advisor not be comfortable with you investing in crypto? And this is not against your financial advisors or anything at all. I have one and she's one of my closest friends. I love her. And It's an insecurity across the board. Like that's your job. That's your life. And think about it. If someone came and there's a totally new system in your line of work, wouldn't you be a little hesitant about it? And maybe in a couple of years, you would be completely an expert and take the leap and whatever. Once it came in a way that felt more realistic to you. But right now, of course not. It's threatening. And it is. And I know since those conversations almost two years ago, tune has changed. <laughs> it's like, okay. And we're seeing this now, all these massive organizations, the banks, everyone, they're, they're in, they're like, all right, this is happening and, right. and now we're part of it. Now you have commerce being a part of it too because of basically the, the ability to build a whole new commerce world in 3D or like in the metaverse. So it's, it's interesting. Mm. And just on the freedom fighter bit, this came out of a reaction to the 2008 financial crisis as an opportunity to completely upend our banks and all the things that failed back then. So it makes sense that people would be freedom fighters and drawn to it. Yeah, in terms of the big banks joining, I can't remember what big bank it is, but it's one of the top 10 
big, I want to say it's Charles Schwab, maybe. I recently saw on a Reddit post that I was reading, their main website is now all blockchain technology and digital assets. It blew my mind. But their main site, the first thing you see is digital assets. And I just could not believe it. We're heading in this direction so fast. And individuals, if you're listening to this, it's not to rush you, but it's to say you have an opportunity. Those big corporations that this was designed to bring that decentralization transparency to, it's like they're getting involved. I think, as you said, it's the context. It's like this was also created for us, for the people, for us to, and we have to be in to be part of that. You know, otherwise I think it's that we perpetuate the same cycles, right? And I just have to be like, there are so many other ways to get involved except for just purchasing cryptocurrency. You know, this week, right now, I'm at a, a conference, like the Centralized Autonomous Organizations, which is called a DAO, which I know that's like jargon and you're probably like, what the fuck does that mean? So don't worry about that right now. Basically, just imagine that it's just a group of people who are trying to rethink the way that work gets done, a company's function. There's no central leader. Everything's done in a group vote, which might sound a little like hunky-dory, but the people here are like brilliant. And people are here making a shit ton of money working and living in a completely different way that has no dependence on our old systems of hierarchy. And so if you're a creative innovator or you're an entrepreneur or you're a coach or you're any of these things and you want to think about how to rethink the way your community comes together, Web3 is the place for you to flourish. And so, yes, you are going to have to learn some of the language, but trust me, once you do, it's worth it. No one told us what an email was until we had to learn. No one knew www. What's that? This just became part of it. And so think about yourself as a leader in this new frontier who if you explore not just the money side but the actual business side, you can completely transform your life, the way you work, your community. It's beyond. It's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. This might be a little bit off topic, but just to that point, I actually just last night joined a DAO, same thing, decentralized organization that is working on building decentralized cities now in real life where people can live and work. And it's a really, really beautiful idea and vision that this DAO has, where we may see a day in our lives where entire cities are built, where there's no governing body and we all work together. And it's a very collaborative community. And and a lot of that's going to be built on its own currency, on its own cryptocurrency. So I'm really, really excited for the future. This could have enormous implications to how we live our lives in the future. I love that. And as we're saying, it's a technology to support that because we're already doing that. Even our company, we've got a company based on contractors and it's already happening. And then it's simply, do we have the technology to support that versus the old model where we're trying to evolve into it? We've talked about that technology and those values. And I think that's the part that lands the heart of all of this. It's the values of evolution, of transparency, of decentralization, accessibility. That's what all of this is based on. And then getting a good return on your coin is like a bonus, I think, is a flipping of the paradigm that was always missing for me. And I'd love to give an access or just speak to when you're looking at coins, these conversations, and I know there's different layers to what projects are doing, but you're not just looking at a return. I know there's technical analysis and, and like looking at the graphs and trading and here to learn there's a lot of crypto traders who are just actively doing that. But I'd love to talk more about you're looking at a coin, you're actually you're looking at a project essentially and just speak into that a little bit. There's a company, there's founders, there's something they're trying to do in the space. And just if we could bridge that gap, how you go about that. What are you really looking for when you're buying a coin? You know, The value of cryptocurrency is very similar to a lot of aspects in the sense that it's a basic supply and demand sort of thing. But the way that 
demand is measured in cryptocurrency is based on activity. So the actual activity that's happening on the blockchain. And activity can look differently in a lot of different scenarios. So activity can look like an ecosystem. Ether, for example, is the coin that's used in the Ethereum network, has a lot of utility. You can build dApps on Ethereum, which is basically just a centralized app. You can buy NFTs with Ethereum. So the more utility that a, a certain coin could have, the more you're going to want it in your wallet so that you can use it on different things. So there's a lot of activity generated around that utility sense. However, activity could also look like an Elon Musk tweet that creates a lot of hype and creates a value of a coin to skyrocket overnight. So the interesting thing about cryptocurrency is, yes, you can assess certain coins based on the ecosystem, based on the utility, and based on the founders behind the coin and the team. And then there's always these random, what we call like meme coins or shit coins that you can also make a lot of money on, but it's it's much more difficult to predict when and where that's going to happen and how, how it plays out. The only other thing I'll add is just the framing of this. It's like, you're not just buying a coin, you're investing in the future of the ecosystem. These are real people building real companies who are trying to change every system, not just the financial industry. You know, Jess has a background in real estate. So like there are companies trying to upend contracting and real estate processes and property buys. She's actually very qualified to look at coins based in the real estate market and assess whether they're good. What is your expertise? What is it that you're passionate about? Is it music? Is it systems and structures in developing world? Whatever your niche is, if you learn enough of the vocab, then you can go on there and just search crypto company, insert your topic or interest and assess the value that this company has to completely change your industry. That's where the most fun and that's where the personalization of the investment goes into. Because if you think about this, we are each investors, not in a coin, but in the future, right? So we are putting money where our mouth is. We want decentralization. We want community distribution. We want more freedom in the way we do things, less fees, more transparency, whatever. If that is your ideal and you see that this could help an industry you care about, then it makes sense to invest in something that's changing that industry. And that's how I would really think about it. And so it's good. It's really good to actually learn investment strategy too. Like, do I want to invest in like a kind of newer team, but an interesting product, a really established team and product, but like not a really great innovative thing, but it's going to give me returns. And that's where you can start to use like this money mind that is, is fun. And you can, you can put like 50 bucks into something just to explore because you believe in it and then you can champion that and, and it becomes part of like your identity, really. That's the fun bit of it. Like, I can't stress enough how this space is so much broader than just the money. And the more we lean into all the different cool things happening, the better we're going to be. And let's make no mistake. I won't go too down the rabbit hole here, but governments want to regulate and or ban this version of cryptocurrency. But what they don't want to ban is a technology. They want to use it for their own governmental purposes. So just be aware the way that we maintain the sovereignty and the freedom and the expression and the creativity and the innovation and the disruption is by getting smart, kick-ass, connected beings who want to do good in the world to build on the blockchain faster and in more cool, creative ways than our governments can keep up. And that's literally where we're at, which is why what Jess and I are doing is not about teaching you vocabulary, but about sparking something inside of you that wants to build in this space, wants to do something, wants to integrate it because we need more people like you guys who are listening <laughs> to find a spark here that has nothing to do with making money or in the long run mm. or in the same way you be an entrepreneur.
I love that. It's not simply disrupting the financial system. This technology will disrupt all systems. And we have incredible in our community. I know we've got women in the arts, we've got creatives, we've got coaches in every industry. And it's simply how will this technology disrupt your industry? And I think that's so huge of knowing what you're skilled at. Like obviously for you, Jess, like being in real estate, I remember when I was actually, I was a commercial property lawyer and I knew I was doing things and I was like, oh, this is going to be redundant soon. All the residential transaction or buying and selling. I was like, yep, this will all be on a ledger. I think just knowing your industry and then like you said, understanding some of the technology. You don't need to be a weapon at it. It's just understanding it so you can then put the lens on of your industry and be part of those projects and go and like you said, back an amazing company who's doing something in your industry, support them because you're right. <laughs> the corporations and governments are moving and it's simply like, who's moving faster? I love that. I think for some people, I remember, I know my partner's a much more innovative investor, right? He's very, and we talk about this a lot, our different risk profiles and the amount of research we do. And he's always like researching, finding projects. I have a little bit more of a buy and hold strategy. I dollar cost average in, I do what X amount every month and I buy and hold. And so is that something as another access for those who like want to be in, but maybe they don't feel confident enough in like the research or is that something that you also think is worthwhile? Yeah, absolutely. So in the crypto, we don't even really touch on trading or any type of short-term investing really. Because for us, I mean, we're looking at the big picture and how the world's going to change as a whole and what these projects are going to do down the road. So I typically am also just buy and hold when it comes to cryptocurrency. I don't really dabble too much in the short-term gains. I think that there's definitely a niche for that. I think people are very successful in doing that. But for me, it just makes more sense and feels the best in my nervous system to do a buy and hold. But there's place for everyone in the crypto game, for sure. I mean, if you want to be up at three o'clock in the morning, looking at charts and making trades with China, go for it. There's money to be made for sure. But it's just not for me. It's not for me either. Well, I will say, I think some of the short-term trading stuff is kind of fun. And the reason I do it is because it helps me with overcoming financial freedom and like financial beliefs and like being, I'm not good at money or I can't do this. For me, it's about that. It's like, I want to prove to myself that like, I can freaking trade, I can make money. And, and I also think there's something about learning the systems and tools, which we definitely do go into, you know, if you want to learn how to do yield farming, which maybe you've heard of, it's like a jargon, but it's a thing that a lot of people, you know, who do trading and stuff, they talk about. And so we teach you how to do that. And we have a telegram channel where if you are doing short-term trades, you're trying to figure it out. You can share that and we can give you thoughts. People do that often. It's not a weird thing, but it's not everybody. And what I will say, most people who are building in the space, something really substantial are not spending their days trading. So you can be one of the most influential people in the space and never do a short-term trade, but just have bought Bitcoin early. And you're like, oh, cool. I have some money. I'm going to build something on the blockchain and have nothing to do with the cryptocurrency side, unless it somehow interacts with the project. There's another way to do it. And I think that's a huge misconception. And as someone who is around a lot of people who are builders in the space, either clients, my boyfriend is building a Web3 company. There's some side eye happening. Oh yeah, good trade, bro. So just know that thing you're feeling, oh God, that doesn't feel right for me. Doesn't feel right for a lot of people who are doing substantial stuff. And there are people who do both, but as a whole, that's with what time, you know, what time are you going to sit there and do all that? Which is the same challenge we have now. Like what time? Got a life, got maybe kids, got a husband, whatever it is. (laughs) You don't need to, but it can integrate into the stuff you're already passionate about. And that can be fun. Yeah. And that's what didn't make sense for me is that's all I found was that 
element. And that's what I feel like both of you have done so well, is bringing that heart, bringing that context of what it really is actually all about. So we've talked a little bit about this conversation of like, oh, you know, it's already seen it's like um, skyrocketing. You've missed it. And that is just so not true. We are literally getting started. These projects are so fresh. Every industry is going to get disrupted. You have not missed the boat, which I just think so many people feel. It's like, BTC or Bitcoin was that. Now it's this. And it's like, oh, what's it going to be? We've spoken to that. The rise is still, it's coming. The evolutions are still happening. I think you need to be comfortable enough to ride the waves of it because there is volatility to it and regulations and all these conversations. I know there's other concerns for people entering this space. And I think we've neutralized some of the jargon and just been like, it's accessible and you can learn anything. And all of our listeners are so intelligent and amazing. Of course, they can learn anything. What some of the other concerns you see, because I know you work with people directly on their journey to joining the space. What's one or two of the other concerns you've seen from people that usually get in the way? from them actually committing and being part of this evolution and this conversation? Well, I want to say a couple of points that you just made about Bitcoin kind of already being at its high. If you think back to 2015, 17, even, I mean, everybody was saying this is the highest price Bitcoin will ever be. It'll never get any higher than this. And it has more than quadrupled that. I mean, it's like 10x to that. There are several people who think that Bitcoin is going to be at half a million dollars in the next two years. So I think for whatever reason, people like to think that it's it's already met its cap. But I just think with the amount of scarcity and the amount of demand for cryptocurrency and with all the regulations coming down the pipeline, I don't think that there's a limit. We have no idea what the potential of Bitcoin could be in any cryptocurrency down the line. So just to kind of mention that, I want to say the jargon and the culture is probably one and two of the things that make people the most nervous about getting into crypto. I think just fear of the unknown. It's such a different paradigm. It's so different than anything we've ever seen in the financial institution. I think just the fear of the unknown is what really holds people back a lot. But starting to understand why it's important and why it works is the best place to start. And then also the overwhelm of the culture. I think if you hop on crypto Twitter, you're going to see a lot of misogynistic, you know, white men speaking about their futures and all kinds of ridiculous things that you will have no idea. It'll go totally over your head and it's quite overwhelming. My advice to people who see crypto as that world is to sit back and find a community that can support you and teach you the basics, because that's really where you're going to thrive. And someone that can answer your questions in a way that's easy to understand and digestible. I ditto that. And then the other thing I hear a lot, criticism of crypto, especially people who are very focused on change and evolution is the environmental impact. We actually did a whole deep dive on this when we talked about the way that this technology stays secure, doesn't get hacked and make sure it's function. And that ledger, that Google doc stays like no one's cheating, basically. The biggest thing I say is that that is 100% temporary. So everything that we're seeing around the energy efficiency is temporary. And in fact, crypto as a whole uses up way less energy. I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but a fraction of the percentage of what the banking industry takes up. Just sit on that for a second and think about where we're going. Obviously, the scale and implication of what Bitcoin or crypto could be with our current state could be just as bad, if not worse, than the financial system. So I hear that. But let's talk about why we're actually using any energy beyond running a computer is to begin with. When cryptocurrency was created, and Bitcoin was the way, there were two main cryptocurrencies that really kind of picked up steam. Bitcoin and Ethereum, you probably heard them in passing. The way that that Google Doc got secured so that no one was being fishy and everything was a okay is that there were giant computers 
that hundreds of thousands of people housed in their homes. Sometimes they had a couple together and people were kind of doing it together. But imagine a giant server, a refrigerator in your house running all this crazy energy all over the world. And it was a competition of which server could validate stock faster. And so got to it the fastest one Bitcoin or crypto. They won, they got money from that. And so people literally built whole entire entrepreneurial careers off of just becoming a Bitcoin miner. That's what it is. And so that refrigerator of energy generator is costing a lot of energy to the world. It's using up a lot of electricity. Obviously that's not sustainable. And people realize that the biggest culprit of this right now is typically the Ethereum network. So Ethereum is where a lot of the creative stuff happens, not just the money. So every other chain, every other blockchain that was created, every other Google Doc that was created has used something else, which is not those refrigerators. Basically, it's called proof of stake, which you don't have to worry about the jargon, but just so like you hear it, where basically it's individual computers, just my computer, my laptop right here. I'm not using a generator. It's just my normal stick is putting in money to the pool and saying, hey, I'm going to basically bet on this person, this one person to compete on their individual computer, but I'm doing it with money, not with the energy of a refrigerator. It's a little bit more complex than that. I have to put something up for that as opposed to the energy it's actually dollars, or in this case, it's crypto. So in fact, that reduces all of our energy consumption by a ridiculous amount. So it's basically just what you would use on a computer. And some people have external routers, but a lot of people have that just for high internet connectivity and everything. So when Ethereum moves to proof of stake, which is what I just talked about, where we're putting up money, that will significantly decrease all the energy consumption and it will basically go to zero. And almost every other chain that's out there, every other currency is built on something that's either carbon zero or carbon negative. So it's already out there. The technology's there. It's just a matter of time. And it will probably take about a year or two for Ethereum to make that huge transition because its entire infrastructure of how they manage the security of their cryptocurrency. So like, it's going to take a little while, but let's just take a second though. The fact that this industry just started a few years ago and they're already completely transforming and innovating on their systems to make it carbon zero or carbon negative. That should tell you everything you need to know about this world and the value that people place with this mentality of Web3 on the planet and our communities and our systems being different. I hear it. I get it. I don't want to hurt our earth anymore. And we're definitely not going to do any better if we go back to our old banking system at all. And with any change, we always find the holes. We always find what's wrong. I wonder who's funding half of that rhetoric. Just to drop that in there. So Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> talking to crypto people, we're like, yeah, rhetoric. <laughs> keep it. Amen. Keep it. Yeah, for real. One other thing I might mention just super quickly is I think there are scams in crypto. You have to keep yourself safe. You need to do your research and make sure that you are ensuring your own security if you decide to invest in crypto. But I will say the scams tend to make a big excitement on the news. So I think that's another reason why a lot of people are scared about crypto is they're worried about getting scammed. And to that, I say there's scams everywhere. Anywhere where somebody can make money and harm another human being if they so want to do that, they will do it. They will find a way. As long as you're doing your research and doing everything that you need to, to keep yourself safe, you should be able to stay clear of those scams. 
but it's not that crypto is more sketchy than any other sector of the financial system. There are scams everywhere. So I think that the media likes to portray sometimes that there might be more in the crypto world, but I just disagree with that. And probably that susceptibility just because people are learning and we're finding that we're all still getting educated. And you said, it's just preparing yourself, having the resources. And that was definitely something that came through from our community a little bit was around how do you validate these resources? And so obviously you both run the crypto and we'll talk about that shortly, but that is a platform where people can come and learn in a safe context and way. But the question was around how do we validate these resources? I'm wondering, you've navigated so much of that. Is there any advice or wisdom you would have on that? To be honest with you, here's a couple quick tricks. So resources is an interesting thing because there's plenty of resources, free ones out there. I mean, we are not expensive, intentionally so. It's about the learning and the community and the acceleration. So There are just some brand names that have academies and stuff that quite honestly, my personal opinion, they suck, but you could still learn if you wanted to do it completely free, right? And so if you want just basic education resources, there's things like Coinbase Academy, Binance has an academy. These are major exchanges. Coinbase is a publicly traded company. We're used to stuff like this. You could learn. If you found, let's say a coin, or you found a project you're interested in, you can do two things. Number one, you can Google it and just look at what's coming up, the news, the people behind the team, all of that. The second is go to Twitter, type in their name, and just see what comes up. If it's all sketchy, you're not seeing a lot of verified people talk about it, or it doesn't seem legit, then probably it's not great. The other thing I didn't mention, but we should all be encouraged to explore, is our own intuition. Trust me, you'll know if it's a freaking scam. And if anybody, anybody tells you that you need to give them money and they will invest it for you and they are not a trusted friend or family member that you have full access to all of their history, do not do it. If anyone tells you you have to give them a thousand bucks to make $10,000 off of Bitcoin mining, do not do it. Truly, don't do it. And even if you're not sure, just get a hold of Jess and I. You'll have our email addresses. We'll put it up here on our website. Just ask, because do not put yourself in those situations. I have had multiple friends in those situations who knew in their gut it wasn't right. And that's the biggest thing you're probably at a risk for. Everything else, you can probably check it out. You can gut check it. It'll be pretty legit. There's very few scams unless you go deep into it and or you respond to someone who thinks they know what they're talking about. One thing I will mention about the scams briefly is there's a, I can't remember the name of the YouTube star recently, but there was some big YouTuber who has a massive following, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And he decided that he was going to come out with his own cryptocurrency. So he hyped it up for for several months and said, here's this coin, I'm going to put it on finance or whatever it was. And everybody go buy it. So a massive amount of his following went and purchased that crypto immediately. And I guess it, quote unquote, didn't perform the way he wanted it to. So he did what's called in the crypto world a rug pull, which is basically where he took everybody's money and ran. So I think one little sidebar I will say is you may have a trusted person that you follow who might be trying to get into cryptocurrency or blockchain in some way. Let that play out for a while before you decide whether or not to get into it. Because if they aren't vetted and they don't know exactly what they're doing, they haven't been in the crypto world for a long time. So many different things can happen. I would just say, watch it for now and try and stick with something that's been around for a long time. For in terms of resources, I think Coinbase, Binance Academy, and CoinMarketCap actually has a lot of really great resources. I would check that out. Also, SheFi is another one that's got really amazing blogs that they do that are very informational. I think that's super helpful. 
And then Reddit is where I get a lot of my information. Most coins actually have their own subreddit. So they will run their own education. They'll answer any types of questions and they'll talk about the project. And that's where I find a lot of my information. I can vouch and say the La Crypto space that both of you have curated is an incredible synthesization of a lot of information. And I've done the YouTube thing. I've done the podcast and La Crypto the space that Jess and Emily are running is accessible. It's simple. It's got the heart of crypto, the blockchain, the technology, all of it. And it's got the practicality. So for my action-based woman out there who just love doing the things, there is literally, they'll take you through platforms you can use. And I think really just empower you to, to become your own source of truth in that. So you can make your own decisions and the crypto gives you that. And the other element is it's a safe place for you to go and ask questions. Or if you have one of those weird, is this the right? thing you can put in the telegram group and there's the live component with the monthly calls so i think you said emily is the crypto the actual place you've created in that community is really accessible to set yourself up and it's such a more cohesive way to learn so if you're listening to this and you feel like okay i've been inspired i want to move on this i want to be part of this the La crypto community is fantastic and we'll put the link to the registration if you want to go check it out in the show notes and you can use the untapped code and you'll get a month free as well and it's so nice to just know for myself I've registered a year of the monthly catch-up and it's just so nice to know I've got a space to go and ask questions you guys are putting more and more amazing resources in there and it's just this beautiful community of people who are really getting into this so is there anything else you wanted to add on the low crypto community and opportunity there our intention is to really create a space that feels accessible and chill we're going to talk about sometimes complicated confusing topics. We're going to try to dumb it down and simplify it and make it as accessible as possible because I don't think enough people are doing that. There's no need for us to try to act like we need to be a certain way to get you this knowledge because it is just so, it's so important. And so we really hope you check it out and try it. I think there's a number of people who've come just to kind of give a sense of like why people show up, like definitely to learn so that they can join the space and maybe, maybe join a DAO or maybe invest in a coin or whatever. But there's also people who end up really deciding that they want to do a full career in crypto. And so we've had a number of women come through who actually end up transitioning their life into Web3. One of my favorite things to do, and Jess and I talk about this often, is bringing people to crypto conferences. Because if you can, and so here's my other little suggestion, if there's a crypto conference or crypto event in your hometown or in an area where you live or you're nearby, if you're curious, prioritize just checking it out. Even better if it's one that we're going to, because then you can come hang out with us and we can just connect you to all the people. But you'll get a different understanding of it. And I think it will make it land a little better. That's the gist, but people come for all different reasons. And thank you so much for having us. What a fun chat and what an amazing community you've got. So excited to continue chatting with y'all. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Of course. Thank you for bringing this accessibility, all the amazing metaphors and making it a space for all of us to play and to really understand the depth and breadth of what's happening in the community versus it just being that high level stuff that I think we've seen a lot of and debunking some of those myths and really just giving people an access. And you're also on Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, although our TikTok and our Instagram are the most active and kind of funny. So if you want to see Jess and I do silly things and share helpful advice, but also make it fun, follow us there at Le Crypto Corner, L-E Crypto, and then Corner, like the two walls meeting on pretty much all accounts. Wow. I hope you love that jam just as much as I did. Emily and Jess do such a beautiful 
way of synthesizing complex information. So by no doubt you are sitting there right now inspired and ready to get in action. Perhaps you've still got question marks and you're unsure on things. And I felt exactly the same way when I started in my cryptocurrency journey and building out my portfolio and researching what I wanted to invest in. But that's the best thing. That's one of our philosophies here at Untapped is that we jump in before we feel ready and we figure out the rest as we go. And that's how we build our confidence. And that's when we turn around later and go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I was in the game. So if you're feeling inspired to learn from the beautiful woman at LaCrypto, you can head to their link in the show notes, register there for their course and use the untapped code and you will get a free month membership over the 12 months. So you get 12 months of training and calls and you get a free month with the untapped code and it's super affordable and accessible and something that of course we won't have any regrets about because as we've talked about this is such an emerging area and something we all get to be a part of. So if you've loved this episode share it with your bestie, share it with your sister, share it with your friend, your partner, whoever else you know might get an access or perhaps is on the precipice of jumping into this area because this is such a good base foundation for us to really set ourselves up to create a values aligned portfolio of conscious wealth for the future and the world that we want to see.